Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our show. Today, discuss we discuss about data marketing strategy, how you can create yours to get sales, traffic, and anything else. I'm so excited to discuss this topic with John Luck. How are you? Hey, I'm very good, Anatoly. It's good to see you again. Yeah, always pleasure to see you because uh, I know about your valuable insights. You always share a lot of gems, so I'm excited to learn more. Uh, before we start, just remind our uh, listeners about uh, your experience, background, and why you decided to share today about data yeah cool so I've, I've been working in digital marketing for just over 10 years now um, I've kind of marketing systems is my main background and uh, obviously um, I started off with marketing automation and then kind of moved more to website management Google Analytics that kind of stuff uh, then kind of SEO and um, sort of branched out into social listening and things like that and Obviously, all of these systems, the main thing that connects them all is that you're collecting data and that data you need to turn into proper insights to direct your strategy. So I'm excited to talk about this chat, uh, this topic today. Yeah, nice. And, you know, uh, I often see when uh, webmasters create uh, their strategy and think more about your second name, luck, you know, <laughs> but yeah. I'm, not sure, <laughs> I'm not sure it's a good idea, you know, because, uh, yeah, uh, I love to get luck, but uh, we need to consider uh, our competition, customers. Can you tell where to start, what to do first to create a, a marketing strategy to consider data? So I think well, the place to start often um, B2B managers, they go straight for the tools. They think that they're in the position to negotiate the tools with um, the different vendors, but you know, the vendors know that they're communicating with managers who are never going to be using these tools. And, you know, it's best to get your kind of team in place before you start buying tools left, right and center. So I often come in as a marketing operations manager and they tell me they've got this full stack of different tools that I've got to use. And I just think perhaps it would be better to get the expertise in first before you start negotiating with these different vendors. You know, I think that's a really good place to start with your, uh, yeah, with your strategy. You know, you, you get get someone in who's really establishing what the goals are that we're going to achieve, and then the best ways to do it. Rather than I've come into roles and people have expected me to use these different features that have been sold to them by a vendor, and you know, features don't get you results. You know, it's mm-hmm. <laughs> features are something that should help your strategy, not dictate your strategy. So people have that the wrong yeah. way around. Can you share your loving tools that uh, help you to collect data? So obviously, I, I normally, mass, uh, normally manage uh, like marketing automation systems uh, and you know, uh, Google Analytics. And it's about where you can get that kind of information all together in a single platform often. Um, so I've used Power BI in the past, as you can plug in numerous different tools. Um, you know, the problem with kind of managing a tool like that is that it's great at getting data from Microsoft tools, but Google just isn't so good at sharing its information with anyone else, basically, because, you know, that's mm. their main their main source of power, as it were, that 
Um, so, like, I mean, I do a lot of my analysis by exporting to Excel because that's where you can get the most, the fullest data from all of the um, all of the tools. And obviously, it's nice to have integrations and have uh, dashboards generated for you automatically. But you know, the most honest place to get all the data is to kind of e export them from the specific tools themselves. Yeah, love it, love it. Uh, I found on your LinkedIn profile that you can fix broken digital marketing for B2B organizations. You know, uh, it's the same what I'm doing usually with SEO because uh, I often get webmasters who can't get results with SEO, spent a few years without results. And when they check out their uh, strategy, I can see um, the main problem, uh, they are chasing high volume. They don't consider competition, customers. Uh, they just see keywords, high volume. Oh, how much traffic I can get by taking these keywords. But it's not uh, simple uh, as it looks. Can you tell uh, how to find that something is wrong with digital marketing strategy, especially for B2B? Well, normally you find something's wrong because the management have been sold something by a vendor and they don't really know how it all connects together and then when someone like me comes in and looks oh this is happening because of this and it's leading to this result you realize that actually the vendor's been marking themselves on kind of different metrics and the ones that actually matter to the business so for me i think the most important thing is to you know, get the kind of conversions on your website in a position that you, you know, so, so that you've got all of the important conversions happening on your website. You know, people can, you know, buy the tool, book a demo, that kind of stuff. And then I like to book, you know, get all of these properly tracked using Google Tag Manager so that you've got all of your information flowing into analytics. And then you can kind of look at the, the different campaign, you know, using UTM parameters to see which campaigns are driving more traffic to these um, to, to these different events that are happening. And I think that's the most important place to start. You know, how are you capturing the demand that's already in the market and making it, you know, simple for people to do and then make sure that you're tracking everything. Yeah, simplicity is key, definitely. You know, uh, for example, when I check out uh, advertisement from Apple or BMW, I can see simple content just a few quotes without long sentences it make difference uh, yeah and i can see happy people uh, for example i check out a bmw advertisement I, uh, I i've seen a happy man who can drive a nice looking car you know i don't see any features any explanations about this car because bmw can touches emotions not uh logic you know yeah because 75 percent of all decisions are emotions uh can you tell about uh, digital marketing how to uh choose the right way because digital marketing is huge we have seo social media content marketing many other stuff how to choose the right direction so i think it's you kind of split your strategy into kind of two two sort of uh funnels as it were like you've got the things on your website um, where you're focused on, you know, this is what our, our solution does and this is how you can get hold of it. And, like, you know, always make it as simple as possible and then include kind of more, the, the kind of more detailed specifications lower down on the page, but they should be there on your website. So the website is there for conversion. The thing where you're trying to, um, you know, you're trying to influence people like emotionally 
it's the kind of other half of your strategy, your kind of brand building play, you know, the kind of social media content that you're putting out. Um, yeah, I, I think, you know, too often people are confusing the two things. So you, your website should be direct. But this is what we've got. This is how you can get hold of it. And then your kind of brand building play, it should be educating your audience to the point where they have no further objections, basically, and then they're ready to come to your website. But, you know, those two strategies are very different. Um, you know, the one that you're, you're kind of brand building strategy that you're, yeah. And, you know, the way to build the point of your brand building is to build trust within your audience. And the way you do that is you show up every day and you solve the problems of your customers. And that's a kind of social media strategy. And it's very different from your kind of website conversion uh, SEO strategy that's kind of happening on the other side. But I think, you know, having a distinction between the brand building and then the conversion part of it is, is an important, uh, important mm -hmm. thing to realize. Yeah, love it. Uh, you mentioned many times brand building, uh, but, you know, I can see that the masters usually ignore uh, building their brands. They usually care about keywords. Can you tell how is important today to build your brand, uh, strong brand recognition and uh, which ways is better? Yeah, of course, you can help customers to uh, communicate with them on social media, but uh, we have many different approaches, PR campaigns, uh, content marketing. Share more insights about building brand and why it's important. Yeah, I think PR campaigns and content marketing, like it's 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 all the, the same, basically. You know, it's mm -hmm. the same end goal and it's just been separated by, you know, uh, by the way things were done traditionally. You know, you needed PR because you needed to go through a third party, you know, whether that's media companies. And I'm not saying those channels don't work. They certainly do, but I think... The focus for most organizations is cutting out the middleman and going directly to their customers through social media. Um, and there, that kind of content and brand all kind of fits into the same bucket and along with kind of social media management. You know, it, it's all got the same goal. And in B2B, I think the strategy is generally to educate your buyer. You know, people in, in B2B, I mean... <laughs> There, there is obviously a place for kind of entertainment um, and the content should be entertaining, but I think education is the way that you're kind of going to push your buyers towards um, towards making a purchase and towards trusting your organization. Um, I think, you know, a, a really good example of that is someone like, um, you know, Marcus Sheridan. I don't know if you've um, seen the content that he puts out Um but he just he just he wrote a book about answering people's questions basically um yeah and i think that's a really good uh, strategy to follow for your b2b marketing yeah i think yeah pr uh, is related to uh content marketing but they have different techniques because pr usually uh shares some studies information or, or media coverage um yeah content marketing is related with uh, yeah content marketing is huge it can be pr as well so why not <laughs> yeah because we, mm -hmm. yeah go ahead no, no so i was just gonna say you know that the goal of mo of them is building trust and like pr is kind of the traditional way of building trust you know you appear in reputable um you know publications whereas like the sort of more modern way of building trust is you know showing up consistently on social media and like you know but both ways do do work but the kind of the old school pr 
going through media companies is kind of becoming less relevant as this kind of social media is becoming more relevant, I think. Mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah both, mm -hmm. both still work. So, uh, can you tell more about building trust? Uh, uh, for example, if I have a website and I need more trust from my customers because they don't want to buy, uh, they don't know me, and I want to build this bridge between them uh, to provoke the trust feeling. Can you tell uh, which methods uh, can help me uh, or uh, any other uh, listeners who can listen to this episode uh, to build trust? Because we have different approaches. Uh, but, uh, you know, when you open website, uh, sometimes people are confused if they don't know your brand and yeah, they need this trust. Yeah, sure. I mean, the, the ways, uh, it's very hard if you're going to try to, you know, build trust straight away because trust is something you generally build over time, but including, you know, a, a face on your, um, on your campaigns, you know, showing videos, explaining kind of, uh, objections people may have to your problem. And if you kind of identify the problem that, or the, the doubts that they're having at that time, and you've got someone there clearly communicating with them, those problems, uh, with, with the concerns that they may have, then that, that is, kind of one way to um, build trust. But I mean, really, trust is something that's built consistently. It's hard to just build trust with somebody who lands on your website. It's more about getting them to engage with more of your content and just to, you know, show up every day, um, showing that you have expertise in that in that area, which actually is something that I see you doing uh, a lot on LinkedIn. And so, you know, I always see you kind of posting relevant marketing materials and I'm like, this guy really knows his stuff. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I think, you know, you, you know the answer to this question because I see you doing it, but it's showing up every day, you know, and showing up through different channels. Um, yeah, I think having videos of, of you kind of talking about the solutions that you have on your website is yeah, it's really good. Um, and, you know, and that yeah. gives, encourages people to go off to your YouTube where you may have more of the kind of content that you're talking about. If you've got links to your podcasts, all of those sort of things are good for building trust. Yeah, love it, love it. Uh, I think uh, all websites need to add their social media profiles because 75%, uh, according to some studies, uh, open social media accounts to check out uh, who you are, you know, uh, and why they need to trust you. So when you are active on social media, you can uh, uh, gain this trust, you can improve trust feeling. And the second way, for example, I remember when uh, one of my clients asked me, I don't know what's going on, I can't get results when I check out his uh, website. I found stock pictures uh, on the page about us. Uh, I found some fake uh, social media accounts, inactive accounts. I replied to him, how do you want to get this traffic if, you know, yeah. if I can't trust you? Uh, and I found a, a thousand uh, five-star reviews without even four star, you know, even one, you know, I got <laughs> no way, you know, even the best books, uh, uh, if I remember uh, uh, Harry Potter on Amazon uh, has two percent of uh, one star review that means uh, this book is one of the worst uh, ever written you know <laughs> so yeah people are different you can't satisfy everyone uh, that's okay if you have some bad reviews negative reviews uh, you can fix your product you can improve it but uh, when you have this uh, review like from uh, four to five you know uh, yeah you can 
gain more trust because people can uh, believe that these reviews are real. So yeah, many things, uh, social media accounts, be active on social media. Uh, I love your insights about sharing your personal photos because people want to cooperate with people, not with a brand. You know, they want to see face, real face. Yeah, love it. Uh, can you tell more about um, uh, authority? You know, uh, it, uh, okay, if we gain trust, but we need to have some authority. For example, uh, uh, I have, I don't know, like Apple. Yeah, m- m- many Apple products, uh, iPhone, MacBook, uh, Apple Watch. By, by the way, for me, it's expensive. I can't tell why. Uh, oh, give me a few seconds something happened with my <laughs> table and you know uh, uh, because if I buy a new iPhone I need to buy this iPhone for my wife for my kid <laughs> if I need to buy a new Apple watch I need to buy three times more you know Apple knows how to sell to my family all these products can you tell more about authority how to build authority today so I mean authority you know you it's kind of built with with um, delivering on the promises that you've made uh, which is something that I can see that you believe Apple has done, you know, that the, the way that authority has been built, it's, you know, it, it's, it's through the, you know, they've been doing, providing, you know, quality, high quality products for many different, many years. And you've got, you know, not only have you got the, the way that their, their, their marketing looks, the way that their website looks, you know, it's like a single kind of experience. I mean, even in, in their shops as well, you know, they're, they're providing something which tells you this is a little bit extra than what you're getting from any of the other providers. And, you know, because of that, they've kind of built and because of the quality of their products, they, they've built like, yeah, authority that is you know, it's recommended by um, by their peers. And I think yeah, peer recommendations are such a vital um sort of attribute to your whole marketing mix, you know, everywhere like re- review sites are such a an important part of um yeah in, in building your authority but I, I think like authority it's a bit it's it's kind of harder to um to define but it's through doing the exercises of building your brand um but authority i suppose is from doing all of these things that we've been spoken speaking about really well mm-hmm. and then also delivering the product at the end of it I mm-hmm. think, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, love it, love it. Uh, I, I found on your LinkedIn profile that you helped to grow from two employee companies to some of the UK largest employers uh, through digital marketing. Can you tell how you've done, uh, how you uh, achieved such great results? Because, uh, you know, uh, f- uh, I know it's hard to uh, find the right people even harder to manage them, you know, when you have a big company. Can you tell more about that, how to scale a business? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, it's about finding the the channels that, that work for you at the specific time. So um, the the experiences that I was talking about was I worked with a number of the, yeah, the kind of country's largest employers, like um, ones that had 35,000 employees. And doing marketing for them is significantly harder than it is for small businesses because small businesses are just looking to, they're, they're just looking for sales. And like the most, the kind of most effective channel for just like a, a brand that hasn't built any authority at all. You know, you just, you kind of 
you start off with channels such as PPC, you know, where people are looking for a product and you can serve up, um, you know, you can instantly get traffic to your website and you can offer people the solutions. And that's a very kind of price focused model. You'll be, if, if you're providing a service that the people need for the kind of cheapest amount, that's the way you can kind of grow your business from the start. Um, and the point I was making was I've, I've kind of done those activities, but then when you're working for the larger companies, it's about building authority and about making those testimonials for, with your involving your clients and asking them to kind of, you know, go on, on record on video and, you know, actively promote what they've done with, with your organization. Um, you know, it, it's the difference between the kind of, as I was saying, the getting your site conversion, converting, measuring that, measuring the channels that's delivering uh, the conversions for you. And then the other half of things where you're kind of building your brand and trying to build authority. Um, and, you know, as I was kind of alluding to, like authority is not something that you can kind of actively go out and build yourself. It's through the recommendations that you're having and through the way that people are talking about you, how you're perceived in the market. So that's the kind of much, it's a, it's a much different strategy when you're working with a very small organization and they just want traffic, they just want conversions, they just want direct sales. Whereas when you're building with, uh, a, you know, multi-billion pound uh, grossing organization, you're just looking to build the authority and to build the brand. And the best way to do that is for other people to be talking about you because too many large organizations have a lot of internal people saying how great they are, but it's kind of, it, it's all meaningless. It's more about, you know, getting, um, you know, user generated content and that kind of thing, you know? Uh, yeah. It's, it's a big step for, for large organizations um, because they're just not used to working in that way at all. Um, and now there's how you, a lot of these big organizations, they, they did a lot of their business on the golf course and that's literally how they grew their companies to like multi-billion pound organizations. But now there's so much more, there's so many more people in the decision-making process that, you know, this is why even large organizations need to be on social media because, you know, they might not be the decision makers on TikTok, but there'll be people who are lower down the chain who will influence that decision and then that content might be shared internally. So this is why an om, kind of omni-channel, I suppose it's called, is so important today, you know, having a, a proper social media strategy to go direct to your um, your customers and the influencers for those purchases is so vital. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. You know, I, I love it. Uh, I, I can tell why, because, you know, I think uh, uh, it takes time to create a team uh, because, uh, for example, when I check out LinkedIn job tab, I can see that companies are looking for jack of all trades who can handle everything. SEO, pay-per-click, social media, create content, website, sales, anything, you know. Guys, <laughs> I, I, you know, it, it's hard to find a specialist, uh, even literally impossible to find anyone who can handle everything. Uh, but you can find a manager who can handle uh 
many different departments, people uh, to analyze them. Can you tell uh, more about management? For example, uh, if you understand digital marketing, even know uh, good digital marketing, but how to manage uh, different people? Even in SEO, we have SEO analytics, uh, link builders, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, um, Uh, PR managers, content creators, technical optimization. Uh, on social media, uh, someone can know uh, organic reach on Facebook, paid marketing on Facebook, Google ads. So, yeah, can you tell more about management, uh, huge team? Yeah, sure. It's, it's, it's all about when you employ different people in your team. It's about speaking to them about the... Because no team is going to be like, right, you are in charge of this area you know, they're, they're going to have to take on other roles. And it's about understanding in your first interview process where these people want to grow and the experiences that they want to get. And it's, it's, it's no good if you're managing a team and you're saying to someone, like, yeah, I need you to manage our LinkedIn ad strategy. And they're like, well, that, you know, I do Google ads. I, I don't do that. So why are you asking me to... To do that it's about you know you've got to analyze where they actually want to want to grow in those interviews and you might get you know you might be missing out on great um great talent because they're not willing to do the tasks that you want them to do but i think it's vital to have an idea of that and have a manager that actually has an idea of the strategy that they want to implement uh, too often managers Managers don't really have an idea about digital marketing. They're more about uh, people managers. And, you know, it, it, it just often means that you don't... I mean, I think having a marketing strategist is vital for when you're building a team to know the kind of skills that you're looking for. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, and to know where people want, uh, are going to develop and where there's going to be room for them to develop because there's nothing worse than you're employing someone who wants to grow in this area and there just isn't the opportunity in your company. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, in the previous uh, reply, you uh, shared about uh, achieving decision makers. Uh, uh, can you tell uh, methods how to find them and how uh, to to tell that you have something valuable that will help them lead in the right direction because many of them are busy. They have no time, you know, to check out some new stuff. For example, I usually, I don't know, like I usually get a hundred emails a day with many proposals and all of them are templates. You know, it's, uh, it's not often you can get some valuable with the right personalization you know when uh, i can understand oh yeah yeah i'm sure i'm interested i want to learn more about that can you tell about outreach and personalization yeah sure it's it's about understanding your you know the product that you have to offer and the solution that it solves for the person that you're targeting specifically and like a person's content that i love on this is uh Dean Seddon, who uh, started the company Maverick, um, and he recommends, you know, um, approaching, say, each salesperson or person doing the, I don't know if it's the same, it could be a business owner, you know, target 25 organizations within your target market and start to find these people on LinkedIn. Uh, it's even better if they are posting content on LinkedIn. Um, as you know, a lot more people are posting now on LinkedIn and a lot more um, sort of senior executives are. So that's a good thing. And um, if you can reach out and start finding these people and engaging with their content, 
or reaching out to them and not, I don't mean the classic, hey, I've got a load of stuff, buy it now kind of thing. You know, just saying, hey, um, I see you're in this role. Perhaps this could help you um, with, with your job. Uh, or you could just say, hi, my name's, uh, you, you know, just an introduction. Don't try and sell to them. Just say, this is something, This is here's a piece of content that could help you. Or my connection could be valuable to you for this reason. You know, trying to make something, uh, yeah, you're saying about personalization. I don't, I don't like using personalized. So I'm a marketing automation specialist. So that's what I started doing. And like, I just, I hate using those kind of personalized things. I hate high first name, you know, all that kind of rubbish. Like it, it doesn't work well, you know, send them a personalized message. Say, I've looked at your experience and I can see, you know, why you may be experiencing this problem. Here's something that may be able to help you and just try and kind of build the connections that way. And then start posting content that specifically ask answering the problems that you think this company has, you know, they will be aware of you because they've seen your message is you've been, you know, you've been polite, you've been courteous, you've been helpful to them. Then they'll start to see your content and they'll begin to notice it. And if you're doing that with, you know, if you've got say 25 people that you're trying to uh, engage with, like, you know, maybe, maybe five of them will connect with it. And once they start liking your content, start commenting on your content, you know, then you've, you're starting to build a relationship. Then you might be able to invite them to an event. You know, you may be able to, you know, just say, oh, would it be okay to have a, a conversation just to talk about your problems, you know, and, you know, once you really start to understand their problems, you can really start to offer them personalized solutions. And once they know you and trust you, then that's the best way to start building your relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. Um, yeah, I agree. It's better to build relationships today. Can you tell about retaining your customers? Uh, uh, which methods to use? Because, you know, if you build this big marketing uh, digital uh, company, that means uh, you know how to retain customers. And you mentioned a few times that uh, uh, your customers can share with their friends, colleagues about your products. Uh, So it it works well, much better than any other marketing campaigns. You can set up paid marketing, organic reach, but if your customers share about you, yeah, you can get much higher results. Can you tell how to retain customers today? Because, uh, for example, uh, I check out a few studies that Acquiring a new customer costs five times more than uh, retaining or keeping longer existing customers. Can you share more about that? So um, in terms of retaining the customers, you know, it's trying to do everything that you can for your customers while they're they're working for you um, and trying to give them, you know, the things that they want. but I would say as well, you know, some there, there is always natural churn. You know, you can't you can't keep every customer forever. You know, you, you have to provide the best service that you possibly can, um, and it, it's it's true that um, marketing it does cost more to acquire new customers. But I like to always have this process going where you're constantly building relationships and there will be churn in the customers but if you're confident in the the service that you're providing i think that is the best way to you know keep customers and get recommended to new organizations 
but you need to keep building, you know, keep building the relationships to keep filling your pipeline um, because there will be customer churn and accepting that. And, you know, it's not about dropping your prices and doing things that you don't feel that, you're, that you, you want to be doing or, um, you know, you're not paid to be doing, you know, so it's, it's, it's kind of both of trying to give customers what they need, but then also having a process in place that doesn't mean that you're reliant on any one of your customers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. Uh, can you tell about uh, digital marketing? How someone can learn today uh, digital marketing and find the right way in this field? Because no, uh, I have some of my audience uh, who want to jump on this field and they don't know where to start. SEO, pay-per-click, uh, social media. Uh, can you lead them in the right direction? What to learn in digital marketing? Because they want to know where they can uh, get more uh, insights, even money, you know, why not? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, the way that I've learned digital marketing has been YouTube and podcasts. And I think for me, the most valuable skill that I learned was through Measure School YouTube channel, learning Google Tag Manager, as that set me apart from a lot of other digital marketers because every digital marketer uses Google Analytics, but not every person uses Tag Manager. But say more relevant for today's market, um, you know, it's really learning how to build brands through social media. And I think the podcast that I would recommend to learn about digital marketing is State of Demand Gen podcast. It's it's just such a a useful mm-hmm. tool. Um, but I'm trying to think of other YouTube channels that I've um, that I've, I mean, to, to be honest, a really good place to start anything by Gary V. Gary Vaynerchuk mm-hmm. has been you know such a like colossus in digital marketing for so many years. Um, Yeah, he, he's really worth following. Um, I'd say Stephen Bartlett as well. Um, his Diary of a CEO podcast is um, excellent place. Yeah, State of Demand Gen that I was talking about. Um, I mentioned Dean Seddon. I think he does some he, he does some very good uh, podcasts. I think it's just the Dean Seddon podcast. So yeah, mm-hmm. th- those are a few places. But yeah, you can learn everything from YouTube and from podcasts. You do not need a digital marketing degree. None of them have kept up with what is going on at the moment. You know, you need things that are faster. Yeah, so YouTube provides you with that education. Yeah, I love it. Uh, I remember when, uh, you know, uh, it's interesting then uh, when I graduated, I got uh, financial education. Uh, and uh, during some time, I've learned a lot more about digital marketing. And when uh, uh, I don't remember exactly the number, uh, the name of this organization, but they invited me to check out students uh, after the university and I got it. No way, guys. <laughs> it's hard to go ahead uh, uh, with just these skills on university college because you need to practice you need to act you need to listen to audio podcasts to watch youtube videos or find any other formats digital marketing books uh, are great blogs are great you know i think it depends on your uh, priorities for example if you love listen to audio podcasts as i do as well you know because uh, this format is uh, works well for me you know uh, i don't uh, i can walk with my dogs i can yeah. exercise train you know, to drive anything else, I can listen to your podcast. You no, know, very simple. You can uh, even uh, when um, 
eyes are tired, you know, when you want to sleep, just listen to audio podcast before sleep, you know, yeah, works well as well. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, yeah, go I'll, I'll just say one thing that I add, like as much as you can read the content, uh, implementation is everything for me. It's, exactly. you know, and, and whether, you, you know, if you're just starting, um, you know, getting some kind of an organization, a charity where you can do it for free, that is, you know, that's the best way to, to learn really. Uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's the it's the same uh, with learning how to play tennis. You can read a hundred books how to play tennis. You can listen to hundred episodes how to play tennis. You can do everything with learning about how to play tennis. But if you don't actually play, you know, I'm not sure you can get high results with that. Of course, you need to play more than learn. Uh, for me, uh, practice is more. Uh, I usually spend more time uh, by acting, practicing, and it's interesting when you learn without acting you can forget uh, all the skills uh, some of them can be obsolete some of them uh, can't work for you so yeah i completely agree with that practice is more important implementation and uh, analyzing what actually works because I, I can read a lot of insights but i don't use all of them i check out okay can i use it or not i'm interested with that okay i can skip it oh it's interesting i can test it so yeah uh, digital marketing is a quickly changing world you need to consider all these texts I have the question about the future. Can you predict uh, or forecast the future in digital marketing? Uh, because we have new uh, things are coming like metaverse, uh, many other stuff. Uh, how to consider the future if you want to learn more about dig digital marketing and yeah, adapt faster than your competitors? Sure. So I'm not sure about what's going to happen in the future, obviously, but I think it's going to be very much built around communities the same way that kind of social media is getting i think with the metaverse is just going to be people getting further and further into these digital communities um yeah so i think learning about community building strategies uh, about content creation it's i mean the content creation it's going to be through different formats i mean at the moment obviously audio is massive and video is massive but uh you know in the future it might be vr but uh, you know it's hard to predict but it's, it's always going to be about content and content is creating things that are useful for people and then you know it's just through doing that through um you know the different formats to keep up with the time but yeah communities are going to be huge you know people sharing that content as well mm -hmm. uh can you tell how to choose the right format uh for example uh, uh we have different formats audio video writing uh, i don't know like pictures, infographics, anything. How to choose the right format if someone wanna start creating content? So I think it's one about what are you actually able to do? You know, what, what are you good at doing? Because, um, you know, there's, it's gonna take you a lot longer um, to learn how to do things that you aren't, aren't comfortable with. Um, but having said that, it is worth trying all of these different formats. Uh, and seeing where you have success because i mean i have been making I've been making tiktoks recently and it's not something i'm good at doing but you know obviously i'm just trying to kind of work the muscle and learn how to kind of um use video i mean the video editor in tiktok is absolutely amazing that's kind of why i started using it um yeah but it, it's about you know just trying these things 
And, you know, you might not be great, but the experience is going to help you and you'll realize that, oh, I need to I need to work with someone who can make videos within that, you know, who can make content within that specific medium. But I would just say, just go out and try. That's, that's mm-hmm. all you can yeah. Exactly, exactly. You know, um, I, I'm not good with TikTok as well. I filmed a bunch of videos, a lot of videos, but you know, my son uh, beats me three times to get more followers and engagement. <laughs> you know, he he's 11 years old. I don't understand his content, but uh, his audience loves his content. So yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I agree with that. It's better to find your loving format. Uh, and uh, for example, if you're good with writing, then do it. If you're good with filming, then film content even it's not about your loving format it's more about your strong sides uh, for example when i started to film videos i got it it's it's not my strong side but i love the experience to overcome obstacles to film more and uh, improve a little bit step by step and uh, when i grew my uh, ukrainian channel uh, to a lot of followers million views i got it i need to cover english speaking countries as well so um, and when i started filming videos there i got a lot of hating it's not your side go away you know to your yandex and other uh, things but you know uh, it's more about passion don't care about haters just find your live format i completely agree with you uh, john it's a big pleasure to get you on my show to learn from you tell our audience how they can reach out to you learn more about you follow you um yeah i, I think the best place to get hold of me is on uh youtube um no, not, not youtube sorry linkedin sorry uh, if if you just search digital marketing john luck I think I'll come up first. Um, so yeah, yeah. Uh, just get me on LinkedIn. You can follow me on TikTok. I have no idea what my handle is, but uh, yeah, as I said, I've just started that one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, okay, all, all, my website is luckypromotion.co.uk. Okay, guys, you can find all these links in the description below. Follow John on TikTok, on LinkedIn, or uh, and uh, open his website, reach out to him, learn more uh, from him. Um, listen to us on Apple, Google, Spotify. You can find all these links in the description below. And see you next time. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.